Welcome, fellow seekers. I'm glad that we found each other in this podcast. Stay tuned. This is one that I'm really looking forward to sharing with all of you as we continue to explore our superpowers of success, manifestation, magic, whatever you want to call it. This is a wonderful journey that I'm on personally, and I'm sharing my results and the techniques and the things that I'm using that are really helping. If you want to keep diving deeper into what we're doing, check out the links in the show notes, as well as our new Instagram account, which is at Seekers of the Eternal. This is where I'm going to be sharing more daily tips and techniques and also every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard, we have a live guided meditation session and satsang it's also going to be there recorded that you can explore anytime also check out the link for the online store i put out some of the most high quality t-shirts that you're ever going to find the newest one is a hanuman shirt available in multiple colors as well as a very high quality lightweight hoodie for specifically for women and there's a lot of offerings there, Ganesha prints and uh, other accessories, socks. I love creating merch. And that's a great way that you can support this podcast. So blessings, friends. Nice to be with you. Buckle up and enjoy. Fear not, fellow seekers. Peace awaits you in the unknown. Welcome back to the Seekers of the Eternal podcast. We are your hosts, Chris Parks and Jason DeRosha. Chris, so nice to see you as always. Yeah, nice to see you. Hi, friends. We're excited to be back and sharing. We've got really interesting stuff that we're continuing to share on this theme of manifestation, this theme of how to really do what we really feel called to in this life and how to be able to consciously, magically do that in the best way possible that's good for us and good for the world at large. So that's what we're going to be talking about a lot today. So really stay tuned for this. Buckle up. It's it's really fascinating for me. I feel like it's many years of seeking and working and uh just like putting a lot of these things into practice, it's really starting to click for me. So I'm really excited about sharing this to help others as I'm learning in real time a lot of this. So let's begin as always just to relax and release the tension in the body and just invite these blessings of wisdom to come through for everybody that's listening. So let's just take in a deep normal inhalation, breathing in and all the way out. And double inhale, intense inhale, tensing all the muscles, low, medium, high, vibrate with willpower and exhale, relax, release, feel, dissolve, present moment awareness, inhale, intense, low, medium, high, tension, vibrate and exhale, relax, release, feel, again, inhale, intense, Low, medium, high, vibrate with willpower, just a bit higher, and exhale. Relax, release, dissolve the tension, dissolve the cares and worries, drop into this magical state of receiving. Oh, Spirit, be with us today. Help us to channel your wisdom. Let truth and light come through us for the benefit of all who are listening. 
continue to light the way forward so that we can become greater and greater channels for your wisdom. Om. Peace. Amen. And just after that, you know, just dropping into this present state, this present yeah. moment awareness, I think is something that's been coming through, through really strongly for me recently. This power of now, be here now, really is the whole of all spiritual ideas and understanding is that there is only one moment, there is no past, there is no future, there's this one single moment. One of the things that um, it's in the power of now, it's in um, Genevieve Davis's books that we've been talking about here around magic is really, so I, wherever you're at right now, just look around if you're in a room, if you're in your car, wherever you're at, just look around the space that you're in right now and just take it in. Just look at what do you see, the objects, do you see just shapes and colors? Do you make associations with the, the space that you're in? Do you start making judgments about it? Is it too messy? Is it not, you know, it, all of these things that we have, but just take a moment and look around the, the space that you're in and then focus in on something that you like in the space. And then just look at it for a minute and then just, just decide, like, just look at it and, and think about what you like most about that thing that you're looking at now. And you see how you just start to drop into this more present moment awareness. Maybe there are things in this room that you didn't even recognize that were there that are pretty interesting to look at or, you know, mm -hmm. that you can get a feeling from. And then you can also just start to listen, you know, like what sounds are in the space that you're in. You know, there's always little sounds going on that we're blocking out. If you're hearing cars driving down the road or things like that, it's our minds that tell you that's a car, that's this, that's that, or we have negative or positive associations with it. So it's always our mind is giving us this version of what we're hearing, what we're seeing, what we're feeling, mm. what we're tasting or smelling. And when we drop into a present moment, we can actually start to shift and change that story that we're telling to ourselves. You can start to just find things that you like, you know, if you're looking up into the, the sky, you know, it's amazing sometimes where if you just lighten your mood and you decide that you like this thing that you're looking at, you're enjoying this. I mean, the colors become brighter, the, the, you start to feel the breeze, you start to hear, hear the birds singing. And before you were just in this mundane mind chatter of all the things you don't like about your life or whatever it is, but just, you can just drop into that really at any time and how vibrant life gets when you just start to feel that. And um, That's something I've been trying to, to do more often this week. Yeah, I love that, Chris. There's a picture of uh, that my daughter drew of our family, and there's uh, three girls and then me. That's our family. We, uh, she's missing our cat, but uh, it's really sweet because she—they are both a combination of my wife, uh, who is half Dutch, half Ukrainian, and me, uh, who's you know I'm I'm actually very mixed myself, but I'm I'm more I'm more dark skin. I have uh, Indian. Um, 
in me, Portuguese, Indian, French, and English, but certainly uh, more brown skin. But what's really cute about this picture, I've it's been in here probably for forever, but I've never noticed it. But they've drawn themselves in the likeness of their mother and they've made me this like little chocolate man <laughs> on the far end of the picture. Um, but there's just so much love in that picture. And, uh, you know, when you said look around, you might have something in that space that you would really enjoy or appreciate that may have been there, but you never took time to sit down and see it. And my, my wife usually sits here. I'm, I'm in our spare bedroom and she uses this as her office. And um, my, my daughter's create all these pictures for her so that she has this light, uh, these beautiful images, um, you know, to make her smile throughout the day. And then above it is this big, beautiful window. Um, but, you know, I walk by this bedroom every day on my way to my own and my kids or downstairs or whatever. And I really, you know, think, think about how, how peaceful uh, and serene this is and how much love there is even in this space, hanging up in a small picture on a wall that my sister, my daughter, took time to to draw so yeah thank you for that chris i can sink yeah. into this whenever you want being fully present i love that yeah that's beautiful that's it it's like everything that we need for contentment and for happiness really does exist right here in this present moment no matter how crazy things are going on in the world we can just drop into that and recognize that everything is okay right now yeah. in this moment you know and there is so much magic we're living in this like infinite fractal universe of you know it, it's it, and we're bottling up our little our consciousness which is infinite and, and eternal into these little bodies and then we get these this this brain mind chatter that's just judging everything yeah. and fearing things and all of that and now we just shrunk our what we're experiencing down into this little tiny bottled up you know bottle of anxiety and then we're missing out on all that that we could be experienced. I, I remember the first book, the first spiritual book that I ever read, one of my professors at um, Ringling College uh, art school that I went to gave me the power of now. And I remember being so fascinated with that book. I loved what Eckhart Tolle was talking about. But for so long, like I didn't get it. I didn't get how to do it. Like mm -hmm. I could kind of get a sense of it. And I kind of got really resentful I, actually about Eckhart Tolle it, later on because he was always just talking about this power of now that's the present moment. You don't have to do anything. Just look and feel mm -hmm. and listen. And I just couldn't get it. Like I couldn't actually do it for a sustainable period of time. And I got really kind of resentful about him because I'm like, he's not giving me any techniques. He's not telling me how to do anything. He's just saying the present moment is where it's at. And I'm like, yeah, great. You know, you're enlightened. Great. <laughs> you know? But now it's really starting to click for me more and more of just like yeah. how simple it really is. And really that is the, the basis of, of all of it. And as you learn and come back around, you're like, yeah, he's right. You know, that is all there is to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I think that it resonates in that sometimes people feel like all I have is now, but my bill is this, Thursday or next Thursday. And so while I want to sit here in my peace, I also have to be working really hard to get there. And I don't think he's not saying don't do that. What he's saying is don't let your mind be in the future. Focus on the now. Do what you need to do now and in this moment. 
And, but don't allow the stress of tomorrow or the fear of yesterday kind of impede and, and encroach on this moment. And in this moment, sometimes in order for you to focus your energy, you have to, you have to breathe and you have to give yourself some peace and allow yourself to disconnect from all of those concerns and worries. And, and, in, and when you do that, the now becomes so much easier of a space to stay in when you do have to focus and you do have to work and you do have to get things done um, in order to take care of whatever you were worried about next week. But I think um, sometimes it's, it's almost like, but how can I, how can I enjoy this when that's coming? And it's like, well, then that's because you're not, you're not in the now you're, you're two weeks from now or you're three days from now. Um, so I think that that's my kind of interpretation. What do you, what's your interpretation? Yeah, of that? totally. Yeah. And it's, we get popped out of it so fast, you know, we'll be in it and feeling it for a second, a moment, and then all of a sudden something will come in and, and pop us out of it. And now we're, now we're onto this other thing that one of the things that, that I've been learning recently from my teachers at Ananda and from these books that I've been sharing, uh, magic words and how to use them from Genevieve Davis. So I'll post some links to these things. I, I really am finding a lot of, of great insights from these books. It's teaching me what the power of now is about. And it, so things that are, that are that I would say for how to stay in that present moment that she's been teaching is that it's the story that we're telling ourselves about what's happening. So in our minds, we're always telling a story to ourselves and to our friends, to everyone around of how things are going. So say, say you had that moment of present moment awareness, you're feeling good. And, you know, and then, uh, you know, then you get an email of like a, an overdraft or, you know, something like that happens, or, you know, somebody calls you on the phone and like complains about you forgetting about something or you, you know, you not doing what you were supposed to do. And now you're like frantic back into the, Oh shit, <laughs> whatever it is that's happening. Yeah. And so what I've been practicing is this, this idea of, of uh, telling a story. So first having this uh, intention that we're, we're aiming at, you know, like if, if it is, if it is something where you, you want to have more money in your life or you, you need to be, um, you know, more financially free and things like that, which a lot of us, this, this is a time where I think actually after the pandemic, uh, after the lockdowns, so many of us have shifted our careers and we're now, you know, we had that time to evaluate and think, what am I doing with my time? What am I doing yeah. with my life? And we, we got some great insights about what we should be doing. And we took steps to go towards that. And now we're going, oh man, like I'm not making the money like I used to, you know, for me, I, I dropped my, my illustration agent and my other clients because I really wanted to focus more on my spiritual practice and creating sacred art and creating work that was meaningful for me and then had purpose for others rather than advertising as, you know, doing that sort of work. And so then you, then you're faced with the reality of that, you know, now yeah. you're not having those checks come in. Now you have to, you have to find ways to earn money in, in different ways, but we want to make that money in a way that is in harmony with these passions that we have. We don't want to cut corners. We don't yeah. want to do things just for money. So, you know, we find ourselves here going, okay, I really honestly, I need to make more money in my, in my life. Okay. 
that's a that's a goal that we have and with with some of these techniques and and if you want to explore these deeply magic words and how to use them is a great book to start there and then she has another one after that so do you want to dive deeply into this um what i've been learning from this and putting into practice um is first of all keeping a gratitude journal mm. because gratitude is the opposite of complaining mm. So if we're complaining about what's happening, we're just perpetuating that thing. We're just making that real. And everything that we're seeing outside is just confirming our complaints yeah. back to us. But if we're keeping a little gratitude journal, man, just get like a little journal, little book. It doesn't have to be some big fancy thing. Keep it in your pocket or any bag or just hold it or keep it around with you. And and write these, this oh, I'm gratitude, have gratitude for this, have gratitude for this. Um, and it's amazing what you can start having gratitude for things. And then what you're doing is uh, the opposite of complaining. And you're starting to see things just like when we were looking around the room, you start to see things that you like. And if you start to have a gratitude journal, you're starting to write down things that you like about what's happening. Yeah, yeah. And it's so, it's, it seems simple, but it, the, the power of that is, is incredible. And then another part of that, is what she calls evidence journal. Mm. So you can write down evidence. So if you had a if you had a a, um, a a desire to earn more money, you just start writing down evidence. And it can only it doesn't have to make sense to anybody else around you. You could even start like little synchronicities that lined up. Oh, you know, like oh, I feel a little bit lighter today. This is this is evidence that I'm moving more towards my goal. Um, you know, just little, little things that, that you're finding throughout your day and, and see those as evidence. It doesn't have to make sense to anybody else. Yeah. The more that you do that, it's, it's really cool because it's almost like at the same time, you're writing down gratitude for something that you're wanting. You're almost saying like, this is happening now. Yeah, my desire is coming fulfilled. Now I'm grateful for this that's happening. I'm grateful. Look, oh, there's evidence of it happening. And it's not like you're wishing for something in the future. You're in the now seeing it happen as yeah. you are <laughs> having a desire for it. And I, that's what's really clicking for me. Like I'll notice like I have the, this desire to, to earn earn money, which I just have I have to figure this out. Um. So like to, to share my story a little bit on, on this of like where I'm at with it. I've, I've had this privilege uh, during my career as an artist. I had so much support from my wife. You know, she is, uh, she, she has a marketing agency. I've shared a lot about this in the past here, but she has made it possible for me to have like this safety net. And she mm. supported me throughout my career where you know, I, I I was doing a, a lot of agency work. I was doing a lot of advertising stuff. I used to do a lot of logos and branding and T-shirts and all of this kind of stuff, action sports market stuff, which I enjoyed and I and I liked. But I would always do half that and half personal projects. Which the personal projects I would be nights and weekends all the time, just going after all of these seemingly silly things that I just felt really compelled to do, you know, like that were far out. And I was always just um, 
following things that I was really excited about and making art around it. And, you know, if you asked me back then, if you had a, you know, if you were, if you had millions of dollars, what would you do? And, you know, my answer to that was like, I would just create the most incredible experiences through art for people to come in and see and to not worry about, you know, where the money's going to come from, not worry about, you know, and just have this freedom to make things that would, for a moment, if people saw them, they would be popped out of their mundane existence and take a moment and, and look at something or experience something and, and get, you know, a nice uh, a magical feeling around that. Yeah. And that's really what I wanted to do. And, and I have done that through, through this 20 years as an artist, I would make my money doing the advertising work. And then I would blow all my money, you know, uh, putting on Lucha shows or putting on gallery exhibits or, you know, um, printing a bunch of merch that would take me a whole year to sell or, yeah. you know, just making all this stuff. Cause I really wanted to do it or pursuing, concepts and ideas that didn't have mass appeal at the time all the stuff that i seemingly I, I have gotten into over the years has been fringe when i'm into it yeah and then after i leave it a year later everybody is doing it and talking about it and i just always would be on this path of like moving from one thing to the next and every time i left it it would blow up you know? and so i never was i never have made any money on my personal artwork it, right. it's always been a something that i dump money into and but what i get out of it is so i learn so much I gain a new abilities, I, I gain self-understanding, and I'm moving closer and closer towards what happened in my life, which is in 2020, got initiated into Kriya Yoga, uh, took discipleship vows with my guru, which is like incredible to think of, you know, somebody like me who was a metalhead, skateboarder, psychedelic, you know, like just far out enthusiast. And finding my way to that really straight and narrow path towards true north. Yeah. All of it has led me up to that. And, and my wife's support has allowed me to like do all this stuff without having wondering about like, how am I going to make money with this personal project? And she's done it a lot too, like putting on mural festivals for the, you know, the past eight years, flying mm. in artists from all over the world to paint the city brighten it up during one of the darkest times in, in our history of just like uh, changing, transforming the city that we live in. We didn't, we lost money doing all that stuff. Um, but what you get from that is just so much personally from it. Yeah. So I've, you know, I, I, and then, so all along the way there, I never, I never figured out how to become really good with money. I, I could bring, you know, I could manifest projects whenever I needed, uh, you know, money, like I would get um, some project would come in through my agent, I would spend some time on it, make the money. But I never learned how to keep it. I never mm. learned how to like, create um, a, a savings account. I never did it, you know, did anything. It's always like one to the next. Oh, yeah. okay. I'm getting, I got nothing. You got five bucks in there. Oh, there's another one, you know? And, and I just always have been operating like that. Yeah. But now that I look back at how this has all happened, it's really, I think really beneficial now 
to be able to um, see what I've what I've done is always, you know, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all else will be added unto you. And mm. that's what I've been aiming at. And, and so now in my life, I can say, like, I legitimately am a happy person. I, I know how to receive joy on command. I, I have all these tools. I've practiced them. Uh, I, I, that's just how it is. Joy yeah. is flowing to you and you can receive it at any time. I smile a lot. I'm content. I don't need anything to be happy. I can, you know, on purpose, I'll go sit in ayahuasca ceremonies and make myself feel like I'm dying and sick and, <laughs> and you know, in the cold or the heat covered in mosquitoes. And it's just like, okay, that's fine. You know, desires and aversions are less of a problem for me. But I still, I'm in this place where I never learned how to uh, bring money in because I yeah. always saw it as something that got in the way of true art is what I'm finding. As I'm like digging around and scouring my brain and, and asking my guru to clear these energy blocks. Yeah. What I recognized is I've, always seen money making as a hindrance to making true authentic art for the right reasons mm. you know when i see artists doing things i'm like oh yeah they're still doing that because they're afraid of losing the audience or you know that the they're just sticking with or you know you talk to artists who are doing really well and be like man i wish i could go i wish i could you know venture out and do this other thing but i gotta make money and this is what makes me money this kind of work is what the gallery wants me to, to produce. This is what the collectors want. If I go out and do something else, I'm going to lose everybody. Yeah. And I can't yeah. do that. You know? So I always is like, man, I'm, I'm fortunate for me, at least like I can do the commercial work and then I can just make all this other stuff with zero yeah. concern of whether people are going to buy it or anything like that. So it's got me to this place. Oh, I think much faster. I've got to explore so many things creatively. And now I'm in a place where I'm like, okay, I found the kind of work that I want to make. I know the type of things that I'm um, aiming at in the, in the creative uh, aspects of it. I know I can see the vision, the future of, you know, creating this community and this podcast and sharing and helping us all like, get on this this journey together and helping yeah. each other creating an environment so long-winded all that to say coming back around is yeah i never i i had this block where i was really pushing money away saying like that's going to get in the way of my creativity and now that i have all of this practice I'm, i have this contentment i know that money and all these things and, and vacations and all that you know i've been around the world i've done all this i don't have poverty consciousness mm. i have more probably affluenza i guess <laughs> you know? yeah you know, that idea just like i i have i've you know i've i've hung out with celebrities i've met all my favorite artists i've seen all my favorite bands i've been all to the places that i want to go around the world yeah. i don't, I don't I don't have this like, oh, I, you know, I have this, um, I guess, affluenza almost where I never had to learn how to make it on my own, really. Right. Always yeah. have a safety net there. But what it's done is led me to, to, to like ultimate creativity and 
to be able to like find what really does bring true happiness in the world. And that's, that's what I share with people, but I always, I, but so bringing us up to where we're at now, I, I have this sort of imposter feeling because it's like, okay, uh, you know, I, I don't have money in the bank. I, 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 would, I would like to be able to, you know, donate to different things. I'd like to be able to, you know, see a project that I, that I want to see um, amplified and expand and, yeah. you know, be able to channel money to that yeah. or um, take the burden away from my wife where she doesn't have to be the, the one, uh, you know, supporting the, the household or whatever. Yeah. So I feel, you know, and it's, and it's now too, it's come to the point where like, I have to figure this out or else I got to go back to the commercial work. Yeah. 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 And so thank you for sharing that, Chris, because I know that's not an easy, that's not an easy place for anybody to be, you know, I think, especially when you're supposed to live in the now, right. It's, it's hard to live in the now when you're, you're thinking about, well, how much longer can this go on another week, another month, another year um, before it becomes you know, um, an exponentially more stressful experience for your wife or for your household or for, or just for you as an artist. And, um, and then to go back to a space where potentially, you know, you could make money, but you know, that was the space that you, you walked away from. And when you had all of those things, it, it wasn't enough to keep you there. And uh, I think that's my connection point. You know, I had a very successful career um, in the corporate industry, um, but I got to a space where I didn't enjoy, uh, I enjoyed working with a lot of people that, that I was working with, but I didn't enjoy aspects of that job that, um, you know, kept me away from my family, didn't allow me to you know, to be who I genuinely was or feel that I could express myself in a way that um, I wanted to and um, and not feeling and like putting my heart and soul into something, but not feeling um, like it was ever going to be my own, you know, being, being, being led down this path that this might be something that could be yours. So keep working, keep working. But, you know, it was always the, 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 the carrot at the end of the stick and never like, here's the carrot, you know? And, um, so I walked away from that. And now I'm in a space where I'm trying to build my own, you know, publishing company. And to like, to like your point, my wife has been extraordinary in supporting our family um, while I figure out my, my work as an author and publisher. And I sometimes think like, man, did I make the right decision in walking away from this career where I never had to worry about any expense that I had, but I have cast my mind back. And I used to think every day, that I was not supposed to be here working with those people um, anymore, any longer. It didn't serve my purpose. It didn't, it didn't make me feel like I was contributing in a way that, you know, made me proud. Um, I needed to move on. And um, with all of those things, I had that thought. So I always have to kind of remind myself. And one of the things that I, I tell myself now is that, you know, whatever, whoever it was inside me, that I had to protect that person, that voice in the, at that time. And now when I cast my mind back, I, because I protected that, that voice inside me, that person inside me, I protect them that maybe I freed that person. And so now that they're no longer here, it's like, I almost forget how loud that voice was inside me, 
you know? And so now I'm in a space where it's like, okay, I got to get my act together and I have to make sure that, um, you know, I generate an income for myself, but to your point, and I had some really great counsel, uh, from, a from someone who specializes in, um, having you understand the choices and the decisions that you make. And, you know, she said to me, she's like, you know, sometimes it's important to just give how we're feeling space, like living in another word for living in the now, right? Like getting to a point where it's okay to feel anxious and nervous about when the next dollar is coming in and, you know, to give yourself the opportunity to just exist and that feeling to exist in that space and know that I'm still breathing. There's still light coming in my window. My children still have their health. And this feeling can still exist. It can still exist. And I don't have to hide it. I don't have to be ashamed of it. I don't have to usher it out the door. I can just allow, I can just be in the now. Um, and when I got to that space, then I I go back to that one thought, which is this, this universe is not and everything that's happening is not happening to me. It's happening for me. So if I lose a lot of money on a, on a trade, or if I put my, all my eggs in one basket and it, and it goes to heck, it goes to hell. I, ha- I have to gently remind myself that all of these things are happening for me, for my education. What is it the lear- What's the learning that has to take place now so that I don't make this mistake again tomorrow in a bigger way that is much more destructive and when I adopt that mentality, that all of these things, what happened to me at my corporate, uh, uh, my corporate experience now in this moment here, all of these things are unfolding for me. So I need to be observant and I need to be a student and I need to learn so that I can apply it for tomorrow. And there's like this incredible peace that it gives me when I remind myself that even the worst thing that happens in my day was a gift. That is pretty special and you can grow from there. And uh, I saw this really great clip by Stephen Colbert. I'll I'll send it to you and maybe we can put it at the end of this podcast. And he was being interviewed by Anderson Cooper and he said, is it, is it true? Anderson Cooper says, is it true that you said that all pain and hardship throughout life um, is nothing if not a gift from God? And he said, yeah, I genuinely believe it, you know, and it doesn't mean you wish negativity. You wish these terrible things to have happened to you. It's not that at all, but there's this really special opportunity when we're going through these challenges and we're facing the dragon that you have this opportunity to be like the best version of yourself and to rise over this. And there's no great story that has ever been told about a hero who overcame nothing at all. You know, the greatest ones are the ones who, who jumped the greatest cavity to get to the other side or, or slayed the largest dragon. Um, and when we remind ourselves of those kinds of things, then we can, we can remain in the now and we can be happy in the now and be excited about tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're, what, you're, what you're touching on there is so powerful. And that's exactly, that's exactly these techniques. That's the, exactly the magic words idea. That's exactly the telling a positive story concept is mm-hmm. when, because, you, you know, like a warning light that goes on in your car, you know, you, you know, if you're driving your car and that comes on, it's like, oh man, you know, like that sinking feeling, but it gets your attention just like anything in, in, you know, in life, uh, some investment that we have that plummets, 
something that we thought was going to go one way and it went another way. It's like, okay, all right, here's my chance. Like I, I keep saying to, to the meditation group and people like get a mischievous sense of curiosity. Like when it didn't go right, you know, take that moment rather than getting that sinking feeling of the warning light going on that, oh man, like go, oh, what is this? And in that moment, can you tell a positive story about what's happening? Mm. Could you say, oh, you know, this, 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 this that's coming through for me. Uh, I'm not, you know, I, I'm having, I'm struggling, struggling with money. And now this, this blow came and knocked me down further. You could tell some, some terrible woe story, and then you could, you know, complain about it and then just keep going right into that reality. And now all of a sudden you're a victim and none of this stuff works and all of that. But if you tell a positive story about it, like what you're saying is like, oh, there's, this is actually a hidden blessing in here. Yeah, This is a gift. Uh, and then you start to say, well, even even in that moment, if you can't see how it's a gift, but you know it's a gift, little inspiration, little wisdom will start coming. Maybe you're laying in your bed at night and you're just about to drift off to sleep and you just get this little flash of like, yeah. here's why that is good for you. Yeah. And, I, I, and just to add to that point, um, before I lose that train of thought, you, there are, I you know what I've done recently? Like, you're right. When you, when you have those tough experiences and you're like, Oh, woe is me. If that's your response and you don't see that as, Oh, that was, there's a lesson in this. Um, it'll visit you again. It will visit you again and again and again and again, and it'll get worse. It'll feel, and you'll feel even dumber for not. And then eventually you have got to the universe is continuously tapping you, nudging you, bopping you, eventually hitting you on the head with a club and eventually knocking you completely over. I literally will now in those moments when they happen, I pull out my notepad on my phone and I'll say, what are the lessons that I've just learned from this experience? And then what are the rules moving forward? So for example, I'll give you an example. So like I I also, I, I enjoy day trading and it gives you an opportunity to earn some income meaningless, purposeless income. Um, but there are people that make money day trading and lots of people that lose money. So this is not financial advice for anybody. But I just want to give this as an example. Sometimes you can get so much money in so quickly that you think that it's expect, it's just an expect, it becomes an expectation. You know, uh, mistake number one. Um, you know, what your past success doesn't necessarily dictate your future, just like the past mistakes don't dictate your future either. Um, unless you allow them to. Um, so I trade, but when I'm focused, I do pretty well. When I pick my kids up and my family's around and I have to share my attention with whatever something else, as opposed to focusing on my trading, I lose badly in two ways. Didn't really think about, think about this. One is the trade itself you'll trade poorly. You're, you're going to get out at the wrong time or you're going to let it ride too long and you're going to lose a lot of money. The other thing that you lose out on is you're cheating the people who you're trying, who you're supposed to be spent giving your hundred percent undivided attention to, you're cheating them out of it. And what I realize is there, tomorrow I'll always be able to trade. There's always an awesome setup. There's always an opportunity to make money. There's, if I give it hundred percent focus, those exist. But on the other end, 
I may not, I will not get this time back with my children at this age, at this time, because tomorrow they're that much older. And so what you, what you start realizing is not only are you impacting both in a negative way, one of them, the expense is infinitely worse, infinitely more because you're, you're spending something you will never get back or something that you will always have opportunity to do tomorrow. So what I do now, when I have a tough situation, whether it's, you know, with my, with creating, with my business, with my kids, with my wife, with a friend, with, with anything, any experience that I have, I try my best to pull out my phone and open up a quick note. And I just say, the next time I experience this, whatever this is, what are the lessons that I've learned and what are the rules I need to follow to avoid this from happening again? And I make it that tangible. And then I make it a point to go back and reread what I, what those lessons were the next day. And so like my number one trading rule is never trade when you're with your family. Never. That's number one. There's lots of really cool trading rules that are specific to trading, but that one is really important to my, my mental and emotional well-being. Um, and my, my, um, how I see myself as a father and as a family person. And so uh, I recommend everybody when you go through these tough moments, don't just, you know, think about it and then just keep it as a thought because it's hard. You have so many random thoughts throughout the day. Take out a pen and a piece of paper, pull out your phone and write these things down and then use these as tools and, and strategies and lessons and rules to live by. Just mm -hmm. a recommendation. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, the 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 verbiage that I use in my mind, which I got from one of my teachers, Naya Swami Asha, she, she says, whatever, you know, in, in your mind, you're talking to your higher self, whatever it is that you're trying to teach me, help me to learn it fast. You know, <laughs> Like, I don't want to have to do it over and over. Like, whatever it is that you're trying to teach me, help me to learn it. And then you get into this receiving state, like, tell me, tell me, I want to know, I really yeah. want to know. And think about it in this fun, magical way. You like, okay, look, look here's me, this, this avatar, Chris Parks, Krishna, <laughs> pale horse, whatever it is, this thing that's walking around in the world that has like a, all these chatter going on through his brain, <laughs> all these situations. This isn't, this isn't me. What I am is out. What I am is this, this infinite consciousness, which is throwing all of these obstacles at Chris pale horse. Mm. Krishna. <laughs> and trying to get it to learn something and i every time every time chris goes whatever it is you're trying to teach me help me to learn it i go oh cool he's listening great i'd much rather give him some wisdom downloads than have to give him a car accident to make him listen, you know, because yeah. just what is going to happen is it's going to get bigger and bigger. Like, you know, first it starts with a little knock. And if you open the door and like, whatever it is you want to teach me, I'm here to listen, you know, and you get that lesson and then you can move through or yeah. um, ceremonies, psychedelic experiences, meditations, yoga retreats, ice baths, breath work, uh, all these kind of things. You can put yourself into a state of receiving 
things like that. That's why yeah. all that stuff is so good. You can bypass having to learn it on the physical plane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm taking an active role in your education um, throughout life. Like, see, people, I think, associate that with school. Uh, I think that's a, that's a, a great loss. You know, people are like, oh, I have to read this book and study notes, take my study notes so I can do a test. We get tested every day in our life. We don't take study notes. You know, we try to try to remember it from experience to experience. And if you remember it, great. And if you don't, you don't. But I, I'm starting to be a, a very strong believer that, you know, take study notes and be, be a great student in every aspect of your game. And I mean, it could be as simple even as, you know, like, for example, like having a conversation with your wife and when you're going out to the market and she's like, oh my God, those, those flowers are just beautiful. Just walking by a garden somewhere on a, on a street or, or, you know, going to visit and just hearing her say that those flowers are beautiful. If you pull your phone out as you're walking, not maybe when she sees you or whatever, but like at a moment and you just take a note, what kind of flowers are those? Or take a picture of them. That is taking notes. And then on the way home from work one day, you stop off at a flower store and then you take it to somebody and you say, hey, look, I'm looking for these flowers. I go, oh, those are hard to get, but I think I can probably get to those. Mind if maybe ordering some for me next week. And you show up at home one day and you bring those flowers to your door or put it on a put it on her on the shelf of your window and let her walk into the room. You'll see the the marks you get on the test paying attention to to the things that make your wife happy something as simple as that would be a really good reminder of how this being a great student really does change your life if you're paying attention and, and trying to do uh, to apply it in all aspects cool yeah i love that that's that's great yeah it, that that that's helpful for me you know because like so often for me as um someone who's so interested in in meditation and metaphysical things I, I love the stories of Shiva, Shiva and Parvati. Like Shiva is this ascetic yogi, doesn't need anything, is just completely like there's like drawings, uh, paintings of Shiva. He'll just be sitting in the wilderness with the vines growing up around him. They say creepers and snakes, you know, just wrapping around him. And then, you know, Parvati, who is his, his wife in the physical world, is always like Shiva, you know. You, you, we need to have a house. We need to have some fire. It's really cold outside. I'm freezing. And he's just like, oh, he doesn't even get it. He's like, well, why? Everything's good, you know? And so it's always like that masculine and feminine energy of like recognizing that these teachings that all of these yogic teachings that, the, that are in the scriptures and all this, they're not for some other world. Mm. they're not for some other world that doesn't have uh, basic needs needing to be met yeah and so all those stories of shiva are about him learning like oh okay i get all right yeah people do need these kind of things it's like an idea of like god learning um god coming to earth and experiencing like what it's like to be on earth and going like oh okay people do need these kind of things flowers do make the room a bit nicer taking a shower and cleaning myself and not smelling like a corpse is a good thing you know yes uh, where it's like ultimately yeah none of these things matter at all and you when you fully enlightened you don't need any of them but 
it's very like in order for I, I it's like any of these yogic practices to be uh beneficial to the world around us like we need to take in consideration the other people and to yeah. do those kind of little things they'll be like oh wow your spiritual practice really is working look at you 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 got these you remembered these flowers and you did yeah. this thing so for me i always get caught in this sort of shiva old shiva mindset where he just goes oh but none of that matters it's it's all fine like oh even if we do lose our house we could live in we could camp that'd be fine you know whatever <laughs> Uh, but it's like but parvati is always like showing shiva no like and then he's like oh i get it okay i'm learning right. so yeah. yeah those those kind of things are really good for me to to help learn those those lessons <laughs> yeah i i think th this whole this whole um practice of you know everything's unfolding for you not not everything's happening for you not to you um if you if you approach life like that and, and try to think about it in every aspect of your life, including not just your, your personal self, but also every interaction and relationship you have with others, then I think you can't help but move the needle in the direction that's going to bring you more peace and, and happiness and joy and bring the people that you care about most more peace and happiness and joy. You know, um, it's hard sometimes when it's like, the worst experiences in the world. And we know this world can visit some horrible experiences and have visited some horrible experience. And, and, and even right now I saw what was happening in, in Hawaii um, over the last, you know, 24 to 48 hours is just mm -hmm. devastating looking at what, how fastly, you know, that wildfire has spread and what those poor people are having to deal with right now, just to, to stay alive. Um, it's hard to be like, well, you know, this is happening for me, or this is a gift especially in the moment, um, you know, uh, so you do what you need to do, obviously, to survive uh, in the moment. Um, and then maybe in the future, you can look back on that. Um, and, and you can see, you can see hope, or you can see possibility, or you can see whatever, whatever, um, a, a gift amongst or a diamond amongst the rough um, in that experience, but it is hard in the moment. Uh, so I'm not, I don't want to make a light of anyone's situation and just be like, you know, everything's for you. And because I think there's a lot of people that would may say, well, it's easy for you to say sitting, sitting in your comfortable, you know, room talking on a mm -hmm. microphone. So I'm not mm -hmm. making a light of those situations, but I do think that, you know, life is hard um, for all of us at some point uh, on this journey. And uh, we have the opportunity to allow it to you know, take over our mentality and only focus on the negative and allow it to defeat us or to find the, the hope, um, even if it's as, as small as a needle in a haystack, to find the hope and then to build back again. Because um, mm -hmm. really, that's the only option we have until we, you know, we close our, so this avatar closes its eyes for the final time and we go to the next space, right? You know, you have the option to give up and close your eyes or to find even the slightest reason to believe and, 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 and give yourself a sense of purpose and to continue to continue to move forward. So, you know, it's in that vein that I say that we should all look for the opportunity to, you know, to learn and to grow and to be a better version of ourselves as soon as we can. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it's important to talk about these things when, when our house isn't on fire because could happen tomorrow to us yeah. could happen uh, so i think it is important to talk about these things to people who want to you know tune into this kind of a conversation and to have these thoughts now 
so that when it does come, we can have that mischievous curiosity of, yeah. oh, now my house is on fire. Oh, maybe this is a chance where I can really put this into practice. Can I be calm about this, knowing that something good is going to come uh, in the future? I mean, even I think I've told this story before, but my uh, my my spiritual uh, ashram, the Ananda village that was built in the the late uh, 60s, once they, they got their houses built, the community started, it was all like, wow, this is all happening. They were there in uh, Northern California where there's wired wildfires all the time. Even when I went and visited, there was a wildfire coming right at us and the mm. wind changed and blew it the other direction. We didn't have to evacuate, but they're like right in the middle of that happening all the time. Uh, you know, for all of these 40 years or whatever, uh, 50 years, uh, and their whole, their whole community burned down as soon as it got up and running. And in that moment, it's like, they had the, the awareness to trust and to put these into practice. And knowing that something good is coming on the on the heels of that, yeah, I was we were, my wife and I were te texting with a Polynesian friend that we have that has family and friends in Hawaii, and his friend just lost his house, and his neighbor, uh, his house burned down, and he can't even find his wife and things oh like that. It's like really, really can be scary, you know. So when these things come, like yeah, like this this thing that we're all in, you know, is a school and like a very difficult high level yeah. academy for people who are trying to become masters, you know, it's, yeah. it's a hard one. And, and those of us who came in this time during this period in history, where we're moving out of the material age into the energy age, we're learning our powers of manifestation abilities, those, those, that old magic, that you know, used to have to sacrifice animals and, you know, light fires and pray to, you know, all of this kind of stuff. That magic that used to exist in higher ages, they didn't even call it magic. It was just like, yeah, we know, we know how to not get sick. We know mm -hmm. how to trust the universe to give us what we want. We're in the present moment. Yeah. Yes. Like there are, there are ages like that, that your soul has likely been to before and we're all remembering that we know of a time where it was and we existed on this earth where it was easier and mm. there, you know we were able to use our magnetism the way that the pyramids were built with magnetism being able to move stones with your mind with sound with vibrations all of that kind of stuff there's there are higher ages where it's easier but we came to this one like we came right. to this one where it's like Oh, treacherous where we get sick and old and we get you know we have all of this these bills and taxes and um you know fighting and all of this kind of stuff that's going on we came here because this is if you're playing the video game this is a very hot i think maybe this period that we're in you put it on expert mode and you came here because you yeah. wanted to test yourself see what you were made of make a lot of progress yeah you know, it's like if you just go to the higher age and you could just, you know, you don't have to work. Everything is taken care of. You're born into a state where like the, the king is an enlightened being who is like taking care of the whole kingdom and you're just floating through. 
not really making a lot of new progress, but just kind of coasting and enjoying it. After a while, there's a there's a great Alan Watts talk on this, and I'll post there's um there's a musician who made a song with with his his talk on this, which I love putting it on repeat and just letting this sink in. Yeah, you know, he says. And the idea is, what would you do if you were God? Okay, so if you're God, imagine any dream that you would want to have, any dream that you would you would like to have. You could go into this dream where, you know, he says, dancing girls, banquets, beautiful music, wonderful scenery, everything. You're just like, oh, if you could have any dream that you would want to have, just and, and that dream could feel like 70 years. Mm. You could just have this beautiful dream, 70 years, you know, you would wake up and then you'd be like, okay, now what do I want to do next? And you go into this dream again, 70 years of everything, just going the way that you wanted. Everything that you want is right there for the taking, just beautiful, lucid dream. And then he said, over time, what would you do? What would you do if you were God? You would say, well, uh, this is all nice and great, but you would want to have this little button that says surprise. (laughs) <laughs> so true and then you would look for surprise and then what would you do you would start to he says you know you would make you would make wonderful explosions and blow them up you know you would start to you know look for ways to rescue princesses you would you would start to look for ways you would start to find enemies and then you would have a great purpose in life and you would you know do all this stuff and then you would keep having these dreams where you'd go deeper and deeper and yeah. deeper into it and then eventually You'd find yourself sitting right here, right now, listening to this and going like, oh, that is what I was doing. (laughs) So you're here in this this time on earth on purpose. You you started out in that beautiful place. You do have that ability, that that dream ability, because we are in a dream world. Yeah. Science is showing us this more and more. And now you're finding yourself hearing this right now and going, oh, I think I did do that. Yeah. Yeah, I love the way that you put it, Chris. I think um, sometimes we, we, you kind of forget, like you almost, some people can play like a really passive role in their own life. And then some people could be the author of their destiny. You know, we hear these stories all the time. And um, it is really cool when people realize like they actually, you know, they're, they're holding the pen, you know, it's, what do they say? It's 90% what, uh, sorry, 10% what happens to you, 90% how you deal with it. Um, same situation impacts people and they respond in completely different ways. And uh, we all have this really cool opportunity if, if we're conscious of it. And if we genuinely want to, like, no one says you have to respond in that. You don't have to be sad or disappointed. If someone smacks you or spits in your face or cuts you off or hurts you or, or has like the worst intentions, you don't have to respond to that person any way that anyone else tells you to respond, you can listen to the voice inside you and just to choose to respond to it the way that you want to. Um, I think sometimes we have these expectations, like when this happens to me, then I should do this because that's what I was raised, you know, or this is the culture I'm, I'm, I'm in or the environment that I'm from. This is how we do things here. There's, there's a multitude of ways to deal with a situation. And I think if we can find a way to listen to our own voice, um, that voice that, you know, our parents tried their best to help to cultivate in us as children. Um, 
well, not all parents, but hopefully, you know, good parents try to get kids to understand that they know the difference between right and wrong. They know how, how to stand up for themselves. It may not feel comfortable. It may not feel easy, but there's that voice. And if we can all learn to just listen to that voice inside of us, it will not steer us wrong, you know, um, genuinely trust it. And once you do that, then everything goes through that filter. Every experience, every interaction, anything someone says and does, you're just going to put it through that filter first, as opposed to me putting it through your filter or someone else's filter. Oh, that person wouldn't, the rock wouldn't have responded like that. He would have given you the rock bottom. Like you're not the rock. You don't have to do that. You can find a way to respond to it in a way that makes sense for you. Um, that doesn't come at, at the expense of your, you know, your, um, your dignity and integrity. Yeah, that's a great point. It's, it, it, it's, it's slavery to find yourself having to react to all those things. Like somebody, somebody said something rude to me, so I have to now punch them in the face. <laughs> or it's like somebody cut me off, so I now have to defend myself. Like I don't let people push me around, you know, that, that kind of thing. It's like, no, you, you recognize that you're a slave right now. Yeah. You, like somebody pushes a button and then you, you dance like a monkey. It's like, we don't have to act like that. The real freedom is to like, okay, yes, spit in my face. Like, watch. Nothing, right? It's It doesn't have to, like, we can get to a point where that doesn't have to send us into a rage. That yeah. doesn't have to, like, make us, you know, because that's what the person, if somebody is trying to antagonize you, they want you to re react to that. They want you to fight back. So if you can uh, get to a place where those things aren't making you just automatically behave or something happens and you don't automatically think you're doomed, you don't automatically start saying how this was a terrible day, mm -hmm. you know, like two people can have the same thing happen to them. One said this was terrible. The other said this was great. Yeah. Uh, two people get the same meal. One eats it. This is great. The other says this is awful. Send it back, you know, whatever it is. It's really like this is the real key to this. And it's so like I say, don't miss this because I'm I'm just now getting it after. Mm. I hope I can save people some time. Just like this is the key to it. Yeah. Whenever something is happening, take this minute, just take a moment and like, okay, normally I would react to this. Normally I would get scared. Normally I would get upset. Normally I'd say this day is going awful and this is just proving how... I'm worthless. I don't know how to, you know, or whatever it is that you say to yourself, take us, take a minute and tell a new story. Say, oh, this is happening in order to help me. This is my higher self. Like, take a minute, like, well, okay, higher self, like you're doing this to me. Yeah. You know, you get cut off in traffic. My brother and I like to talk about it a lot. It's like the really simple, obvious one we can all do. It's like, you get cut off in traffic. Rather than yelling at that person and look where you're going, you idiot, say, my higher self put that car there, slowing me down so that the whatever it is, the ripple effect, butterfly effect of me slowing down for just a couple of seconds, maybe, you know, an hour down the road that kept me from getting into a 20 car pileup. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or so, someone else or someone else. Maybe you're just yeah. a part of the. That that chess game where it's a, there's another life that was saved by that person getting you know cutting you off and so yeah. you just never know 
And at a really high level, you know, it's like some of the my teachers would talk about it's like, oh, yeah, like, um, you know, I, 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 you know, I almost got into a completely, you know, um, a tragic car accident. And in that moment, I got a little scared, you know, like, and that's, that's looked at like, whoa, I need to do more work, you know, so could yeah. you in that moment, just always be running that everything is okay, everything is perfect. So that even when, you know, some you don't even notice it now cars coming at you head on, could you in that moment, here it comes, this is the time we've all been waiting for? Yeah, uh, can I be conscious and present and not be afraid? And just, you know, and then in, in that moment, you might just get super, you know, Mario and Dreddy driving skills, because you're not afraid you're didn't, yeah. you didn't lose your connection. And all of a sudden, you just, you know, or I remember I got in a I got in a car accident where um, my my car it was raining and my truck's tire blew out and flipped it over. And I remember in that moment, like uh, it was time slowed down and I just like looked at the ceiling crunching on my car and I just like got down lower and lower until it like crunched the <laughs> the steering wheel. And then, mm -hmm. you know, as I got out of that truck and look at it, I was like, how did I possibly wow. just not get squashed in yeah. that? But I remember just seeing the, the, the ceiling come down and me just like getting down lower and then, you know, looking over at my friend and going, are you all right? You know, it's just like, and we both survived it. So it's just like, wow. sometimes you get a gift where you just get a present moment awareness yeah. when you need it. And that really taught me a lot of just like all these things that we're practicing. That's, those are the times when we get to use them and put them into practice. Yeah. So when we do that, when we are able to choose, it's almost like choose your own adventure, those books I used to love reading as a kid. Um, but when you're able to get to a space now where you are starting to choose, you know, you choose to, to deal with a situation in a positive way or in a way that maybe would be, you know, counterintuitive to the average person, and you see the, even the most tragic situation as a gift, what happens? What is the give back? So we talked about the lessons that you can learn. Um, and I, I, I really want to focus on, I really want to uh, emphasize, like not just thinking these things through, write them down for your own benefit. Um, create your own set of rules, strategies that you can live by, that you can work from, that you can pass on to other people. Cause sometimes you can't talk someone through it. You, but you can send them a message and be like, here are the lessons that I've learned from this experience. And then once you have that guide, what is the magic you're opening yourself up to? Mm -hmm. You're, you're learning to trust the universe, knowing that, you know, like in this, this quote that I read from Yogananda uh, last week. He says, your success in life does not depend only upon your natural ability. It also depends upon your determination to grasp the opportunity that is presented to you. Opportunities in life come by creation, not by chance. So I think what happens there as, is when you do this, you are A, creating opportunities by your good karma, and then when you're in that present moment state of awareness and you're not like, woe is me, you're not afraid, you're not, you know, damning God for why do you keep doing this to me? Or isn't this just my luck? You are saying like, okay, I'm in this, I'm in this, uh, you're, you're in this 
harmonious relationship with the universe around you. You're seeing it as your mother who cares about you and isn't trying to do anything negative to you, isn't trying to hurt you, is trying to help you. Yeah. And there is always an opportunity. So what I what I get out of this, the more and more that I read it, is that it's a determination to grasp the opportunities that are presented to you. So that makes me think that there's always an opportunity there. And if I'm willing and looking for the opportunity, there's always a silver lining. Like, mm. like um, the, the Magic Words books talks about, like walk the path of the silver lining through the tragedy, through the elated you know, uh, beauty of life. Walk the silver lining, the middle path through that so that every time something happens, you're looking for an opportunity there. And mm. so I think that's what we, that's the gift that we get there. So, and we're training, obviously this doesn't come overnight. It, it may click for you. And then all of a sudden you just like, okay, I'm walking this path. And then you just, you know, you stay, get stick a determination to keep doing these, these gratitude journals, keep telling this, this good story about everything that's happening, keep tuning into good, uh, positive, you know, authors and podcasts and books and keep yourself surrounded by a community. That's what's cool now. You know, even if you don't live in a place where you, people talk like this, you can tune into podcasts, you can surround yourself with this kind of stuff. So, yeah, I think that's what it is, is that you recognize that there is always an opportunity there for you. There's always a silver lining that you can walk. You can never fall out of grace with the divine whenever you decide that you're you're paying attention and listening know that that presence is there with you to help you and yeah. and also too like we what we start to do is we go okay uh it is okay to have desires in life selfish desires no we want to get rid of selfish desires we want to get rid of desires to hurt other people to get what we want all of that kind of stuff obviously but it is okay to have desires in life. And then we start to have desires for that, that have an honest purpose. You know, so you were talking about, you know, move, moving away from that career that you just didn't feel was right for you. It served a, it served a purpose where it was like, and, and we love it for that. But then it's like, okay, I feel like I'm meant to, not, to be doing something else. So yeah. you jumped out with an honest purpose. You have lofty motives to, to, to write from your heart and to help parents and children with the children's books that you're writing. Mm -hmm. And you have a noble concern to do good for the world at large, you know, to earn a living doing something that you love. That's good for you and good for your family. You know, when you're making money doing something that you love, like how much more pleasant are you to be around? And, yeah. you know, if that stuff that you were doing that you love is also bringing back financial gains and that you were confident and not afraid of the world anymore, like what a gift that we could be. So I think those are the, the benefits that come from, from deciding to do this. Yeah. You know, um, I, I, I agree. I think, um, well, and trusting that or reminding yourself, like, especially when you've made a decision, a lot of people are like, Oh man, I made a decision. I regret that decision. You, you made the best, you made the, you made the best choice with the information that you had at that time. And it was the appropriate decision for that time in terms of the person that you were and the place that you were in and the circumstances that you were dealing with. 
And so there's never a reason to go back and feel like, oh, I should have done it. You know, that's like the, you know, that's that's like the the, the death of joy is is to go back and worry about a decision that you can't have, you can't go back and change. If it brings you any grief thinking about it, then why think about it? Because you can never go back unless you have a time machine. But, you know, I, th- I hope it's some constellation to everybody that, that is that was the best decision you could make given what where you were and the information that you had at hand. And now that you know better, you do better and you can take the lessons that you learned and you can make it, you know, 10 times better now, hopefully, mm-hmm. you know, and you've learned from, from from those decisions. It makes me think about too that that so that that bad decision that you made, that you regret, that you see, you see the, you know, you see now, okay, I dug a hole now I gotta get out of this hole. Mm. Like that's basically it, you know. Like when we make when we make um decisions, we have desires that we recognize later, oh, that was ego driven. That wasn't really my highest self. I, yeah. I and then, you know, so I, it makes me think about like, okay, when when we do make those mistakes, quote unquote, you look back at it and you say, huh, why did I do that? Like, may and did anything good come out of that? Mm. Maybe there, there's there's always something good in there, too, that came out of that. And recognize that you're not the doer. Actually, it, uh, this. This 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 Chris Parks that's walking around doing things. Think about I like to think about my life as a DVD. It's it's a you know hard it's a hard press you know it's on this DVD. You can't change the DVD. Like when I rented this body, it was gonna happen like this. It was gonna go to the end. You're gonna die like this. There's nothing to change about it. It's on the DVD, right? And so you're not actually doing any of it. Your job is to stay present and enjoy the movie and to go, what am I learning from every single thing that happened? So if you look back and you're like, oh, I wish I didn't do that. I like to, um, I like, <laughs> you know, oh, okay. So yeah, there's a DVD of your life, but what you can do is you can get into a relationship with the director of the movie because it hasn't been written yet either. <laughs> Yeah, at the yeah. same paradox place. Yeah. So you can be watching, you can go like, okay, this is all God's movie, all God's dream. Yeah. Okay. I appreciate what you're doing here, God. But, uh, you know, you sit in the green room in your meditation. I like to think of it like this I'm in the green room with the director and I'm like, I'm reflecting on my day and I go, I, God, I, 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 okay, I appreciate what you're doing there. I'm not, I'm not judging your movie. Uh, this is a cool movie, but I'm I'm kind of cringing at what I did there, and I don't want to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I've talked about this before on the podcast, but it's like I think it's a good point. It's just like I want to I don't want to do that anymore. I want to be like this. So and then God's like, cool. I that's good. I want I want you to be like that too. Yeah. And so then you start not doing those things so much anymore. And Yogananda says. If you do something, you know, sometimes you can't help it and you mess up and you do something that you don't want to do. And just, he says, give it to God. He likes that, you know, tell it, God, you did that. Don't yeah. do that anymore. <laughs> I don't like that. You know? I love, I love that. When you share that last time we chatted, it's, it's so powerful, right? Like you can, you can, it just means that you're not alone, you know, because, because imagine, imagine if you were all alone. Then every choice, every decision, all of every action, all of those kinds of things, you I understand why people put pressure on themselves, you know. But 
to live a life that you'd feel disconnected from everything else is I could, I cannot imagine going through life like that. I think before I became a parent or before I got married and I, now I'm so connected with my wife, um, I probably could have been convinced that this was all just me. Um, but when you, when you have relationships with other people that are like meaningful, purposeful relationships, some people even have it with their pets. Um, you realize like the connection, the interconnectedness, the interconnectedness that we all have with one another. Um, it's, it's, it's pretty magical. And so, you know, I think of that with a greater being to be connected to something much greater than you that you can give it to, that you can say, look, I'm, because I think you're right, Chris, there's something inside of us that's like, man, I'm not proud of that decision. I'm not proud of what I'm dealing with here. Imagine if you're able to say, look, like it's a greater force that's out there helping, you know, to guide me. I'm not happy with the decisions and choices that I'm making. Help guide me in a different direction. Guide me in the direction that I want to go. I might, might help me to be become more disciplined. And to, to, to make the harder choices, to, to put down the, the bag of chips or the hot dogs or to put the, the, the weed or the alcohol or the porn or whatever device is that, that makes you feel at the end of it, like it just doesn't help me get closer to where I'm trying to go. You know, being able to say, help me put all of those things down. It's a heavy burden. I don't want to lift it anymore. Uh, it's pretty it's pretty special if you can get to a space where you can put that down. And I've been practicing that actually since since you 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 mentioned that to me. Like say to the director, I, I don't like the role that I've been playing and you know, help me to play a different role. It's interesting how it it strengthens you and it helps you to make the choice that in the moment was impossible to make a week ago for me to be like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not putting that in my body. I'm not gonna spend more time doing that activity. That's for a, a moment of pleasure um, at, at the expense of, of maybe days, weeks, or months, or years of, of joy. I'm not going to do those things anymore. Like, you know, it's, it doesn't mean I'm perfect all the time, but I just feel like having, being conscious of it allows you to make more choices that, like we talked about, like bends the arc in the direction that you want it to go. Not the individual instances, but, you know, making sure that that arc is, is off in the right direction. Yeah. Perfect. You know, and, and when we, when we do that, when we do that, like my teachers would say, when you have that noble aspiration to like make that good correction in your life, of course, your higher self is going to help you. Yeah. Of course, it's going to help you know that it's helping you know that there's this, there's this infinite, you know, uh, the, the, the creator of galaxies and universes now is, is there helping you. So it's like, there's so much power. I think it, when we, when we do meditations, like we did um, uh, every Tuesday on Instagram live, I'm doing a 30 minute meditation with the group. And this is a way to gather as a community. There's a lot of power and, and energy when you get together live with other people, or even if you tune into the recordings, you know that there's no time and space. And when we like, so what, what I was sharing there with that one was here's a technique that we can do uh, based on teachings of Yogananda and Swami Kriyananda for having a desire, feeling a desire, whatever it is, like any of those things that you mentioned that you want to mm. upgrade your, your life, having a desire. And then what we did in that meditation is you feel that desire. De desires come in the heart. They, they, they start in the heart, heart areas, heart center. You can feel a desire there. And then in this meditation, you feel it as a light there and you feel it as a beam of light beam of light 
goes up from your heart, goes up to the spiritual eye, the, the seat of superconscious awareness here in the, the spiritual eye and point between the eyebrows. And then you imagine that light shooting out from the spiritual eye into the world at large. So you're sending this desire. Yogananda says that the point between the eyebrows is like a mental microphone or spiritual broadcasting station. Mm. So you have this good desire to do something good. You send it out into the world at large. You say, this is something that I really want to do. Use your willpower. You use all of that. And then you imagine just like in with an electromagnet, electromagnet has a, a magnetic field that starts rotating around in a, and then as that field becomes stronger and stronger it starts pulling in magnetizing bringing things into you so you 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 join with physics and then you just see this magnetic field wrapping around this beam of light which is your desire it's wrapping around and then you make it stronger and then you join with the divine who's there to help you of course the divine wants it's like yes he's doing it okay magnetize this and then you magnetize that desire to yourself and then you receive it and you sit with it knowing that your higher self is making that happen for you so you're combining your willpower with the willpower of your higher self your guru uh, uh, ganesha you can use any immediate uh, uh, like a image form of god that you would like to use um you know a- any of the teachers that are inspiring to you you can imagine they're coming in like okay they're here with me now they're helping me and so then they carry that desire and then they merge it with the divine which does the rest of the work and then very quickly if you have like your willpower your strength there is so powerful that these things can start happening for you very very fast may hear some rain in the background here. We just, a storm just moved through. So I apologize if I had to mute my mic, but um, yeah, this is one of the most powerful spaces. I think for a human, maybe the most powerful space for a human being to get to and to, to remain in. Um, I know we're at the, the 90 minute mark and there's so much more that we want to talk about. Um, I I would love to maybe do a part two to this, Chris, because I feel like, you know, um, Genevieve's book, um, that, um, is going to give people a lot of context and a lot of really practical ways that maybe they can implement, um, you know, daily practices and activities into their lives that will allow them to attract all the things that, you know, that they desire, that they believe will bring them joy and, and, and happiness. And, um, and the one thing I just want to say is like, you said something right in the beginning, I think that is the most important piece, which is Sometimes we want all of these things and we need these things, right? Like money or what have you. We have to pay the bills and such. And um, and maybe for some of us, it's, you know, career goals or, or feeling like oh, I've accomplished something. But the things that genuinely bring us joy, um, if we're paying attention, they're already right around us. They're all around us. And we almost think like, well, I can't enjoy this right now because I need these other things. And that's not true at all. I think you just have to train yourself to, to, to find joy in these things and make these, um, whether it's time with your family or, or time on, you know, working on yourself or time with your spouse or, or what have you, but, you know, maybe making sure that you maximize the joy um, and purpose that you get from these experiences. Because like I said, there's, 
you'll, you, you may never get them back. There will always be, as long as you're breathing, as long as you're walking this earth, you will be able to, to dictate um, and, and author the destiny that you want to create for yourself in some way, shape, or form. But you will never get time back with the things that bring you the most joy. And I think that's something that I remain conscious of. And, and in doing so, um, I can be fully present with those people that bring me the most joy. And then when I'm focusing on those things that want, I need to bring me financial success and, and well, all those other kind of goals, I can also give those things 100% of my attention. I'm not cheating those things either. Mm-hmm. And so the value um, in being 100% present is that you get 100% of the return from whatever that activity is. What you get into it is what you get out of it. I think that's something that we are all, it's a very logical um, statement that we've all heard many, many times. But until we learn to practice that, our cups will never be full. And we'll always be wanting more in every aspect of our life. So give 100% of yourself to every opportunity that you can and extract 100% from that and then apply that to the next activity. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. That's the key. That's it. It's it's that in that same time where we're we're having these desires, we're needing to have these needs met in our life. We we're not in another world where these things aren't relevant. We have to we have to have these things. But the way to rec- actually bring them to us without cutting corners, without dulling down our art to make it more commercially viable, to without doing things that we don't really like. To, in order to make money, if we want to really thrive and and make our art purely, we have to do it at the, at the same time. Have what you're talking about is knowing that everything that you need for for true happiness and joy you, you already have, while at the same time using your willpower to make sure that we are uh, uh, joining with the universe and receiving and allowing these good things to come, telling a good story about it, having gratitude for all the things, looking for evidence and writing it down, all these things that we're, we're like, oh, here's a little evidence that this is happening. And it's so now it's happening in the moment for you. And yeah, so I'm, I'm right there along with everybody who wants to practice and train with this. I have a I have a long way to go to to get my to, to get my financial freedom underway. It's something that I've struggled with my whole life. And I'm gonna put these practices and techniques into full uh my full effort and willpower into it. And so as you're listening to this podcast, we'll keep talking about these things. I'll share my success stories. Um, Jake is gonna share his stories about how these things are helping his career as a as a creative. And I know there's so many people listening to this that also can. So let's do it along with each other. Um, the Seekers of the Eternal Instagram account I found is the best way to be able to connect with you. Uh, I'm going to put more videos on there every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern is a live 30 minute meditation that we can do together. Um, I'm going to keep sharing more of my story on there, posting links. There's also broadcast channels now in Instagram where I can broadcast like um, you, you'll get it in your in your box where you, I'll be able to keep in touch with you. And so that's going to be, I think, the place to build up this community together of all of us magicians. And we're going to be able to share with each other more and more of all of this success. And yeah, keep uh, stay on the journey together with us and um, check out the, the links in the show notes. So be all this stuff if you want to take it very deep and really put it into practice. Don't just listen to it, put it into practice. 
Can't wait. And so your Instagram live is going to be Thursday, uh, sorry, Friday? Uh, Tuesday. So sorry. Instagram live is every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Okay. Tuesday, 8 p.m. Eastern. I can't wait, Chris. And, you know, um, this is so much easier when you're doing it with other people who are on the same journey and we can lift each other up. So uh, thank you, Chris, for sharing all the knowledge and the wisdom today. It was such a great conversation. And, um, you know, maybe we'll do a part two of this and really get into uh, Genevieve Davis's book and her work and how we can all, um, you know, find find ways to use magic that works. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I can't wait. This is a, it's a fun journey and yeah, we're all gonna, we're all gonna be able to recognize our true superpowers. So until next time, I'm going to just read this, this quote from Yogananda. He says, this is how to realize success. He says, divine abundance follows the law of service and generosity. Give and then receive, give to the world the best you have and the best will come back to you. The law of prosperity is not governed by the law of selfishness, but by the law of unselfishness. In the end, a successful life is judged by the simplest of questions. Have I lived my life up to my, have I lived up to my ideals? Have I loved and been loved? Mm. Om peace. Joy to you, friends. Blessings. <laughs>